in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Full time with my faith. Welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I am so excited to be back. <laughs> I know many of you guys have been wondering, where have you been? Is like some of you are wondering, is, is the Path of Revelation podcast even a thing anymore? Like, are you completely done? And, you know, I, I don't think I've done a show in like four to five weeks. And initially, it I was supposed to only take a week off. And for you guys who are wondering what's been going on, um, it's been a lot of good things happening. Um, the Parker family has been going through some big transitions, some good transitions. Uh, we just moved into our new home um, about a month ago. Uh, and in the midst of us moving into a new house, uh, we're, we're still in the process of selling our old house. And I started a new job. Many of you guys know I'm, I've been an entrepreneur, self-employed for like the last eight years. <clears throat> but I had an opportunity come my way to work for an employer. Um, I still have my business, but I, there was an opportunity uh, that I could not refuse. And I took the opportunity. And so I've been taking the last month or so just to get adjusted to these major transitions. I mean, some of we still have some boxes in our, uh, in our home that we've yet to unbox in this new house. And um, I took a month of training with this new job and um, I told my wife, you know, I, I want to give 100 percent during this period of training. And and I just really didn't have time, you know, because how many know family is is your number one ministry. Right. You know, and, and I'm a firm believer of taking care of home first before going out to do ministry uh before going out to minister to other people. And so I just wanted to make sure I made this transition the right way because so many people transition in their lives, uh, but they don't transition the right way. And and I'm a firm believer that seasons will change and, and God will open up doors for you. But if, you're, if your mindset and your heart isn't in the right place, You'll be going into a new season with the wrong mentality and the wrong attitude and the wrong spirit. And so I wanted to make sure that um, I did my part in terms of making sure I was straight mentally, spiritually and my family uh, in the midst of this transition. And so now I'm just now uh, feeling like I'm, I'm getting back getting my win, <laughs> you know, cause you know, in, in the midst of transitions, you know, you'd be tired. It, it just be a change, you know, you got a family and everything. And so I'm, I'm grateful to be here with you guys. I have an amazing show today for you guys. Today, I'm going to be talking about cr the Christian worldview and abortion. And I'm going to play uh, a recent vlog that Lecrae released sharing his views on abortion. And, and what I want to do is I want to uh, add commentary and respond to 
his position and his view on abortion and really take it as an opportunity to talk about how we as Christians should be navigating through specifically this topic and and topics like this. It is so important that we as Christians have a biblical worldview um, because there are so many things that are constantly fighting for our attention. There are there are constantly things fighting for our affection. And the Bible talks about not being conformed to this world, you know, as uh, Romans chapter 12, um, verse one through two talks about presenting your body as a living sacrifice. Not be, um, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and and it and it goes into submitting to God that you may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God and so we as Christians should always be striving to prove what the will of God is but we can't truly prove what the will of God is if our goal isn't to submit to God's word and so I really believe Um, The problem with many Christians today is that we're getting information from too many sources while neglecting the Bible. So we end up viewing the Bible through the wisdom or a.k.a. foolishness of men versus viewing the foolishness of men through the wisdom of God. And many of us Christians, as a result, we begin to try to mix biblical the a biblical worldview with worldly philosophy and and what ends up happening is we end up having a lukewarm version of christianity <clears throat> we we end up having a lukewarm version of of what it means to be a christian and and we don't need to redefine what it means to be a christian we just need to follow the word of god amen and so today i want to talk about uh, the Christian, the biblical worldview and abortion. Uh, but before I hop into that, I, a few announcements. I have some new merch on the site. Uh, if you go to pathofrevelationnow.com, I just released um, a new line uh, titled Confidence, uh, which comes in a hoodie as well as a long sleeve shirt. Um, go support. <laughs> Um, Also, I just released a visual probably like a week and a half ago uh, for the song Supremacy. Uh, Make sure you guys go to the website uh, and watch the video. You can actually subscribe to my YouTube page from the website because uh, the video is on the website as well as the video for God with us is there as well. But make sure you check out those share, share them with someone and share the show with someone. If, if this is your first time listening or if you if you occasionally listen but haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe to the show. So you um, because every Wednesday I'm going to be releasing a new episode, God willing. Um, and so I'm super excited. But what I want to do is I want to hop into the featured song for this episode um, just to kind of go on with the theme of Supremacy 2 because I released the video. The featured song for this episode is Supremacy 2 featuring my brother Mouthpiece. And for some of you that may be wondering when you saw the visual, um, 
it did not feature mouthpiece in it. Initially, I was planning to actually fly uh, down to Atlanta, um, actually earlier November, uh, like close to mid-November, but we ended up finding our house and I ended up starting a new job. So I ended up shooting uh, the music video myself in my washroom <laughs> some of you guys don't might not know it but when you watch the video you wouldn't know it but I shot the video in my washroom on my phone I shot the video on my phone and I edited it on my phone and um, if I was in Atlanta um, I had a brother who was going to shoot the video for me and, and mouthpiece was supposed to be in the video but because um I wasn't able to get mouthpiece in the video and because I was editing everything on my own and it just was a challenge, um, I ended up not um, adding his verse in the video and, and um, you know, I wish I could have, but it would have probably took another month for me to release the song just with the amount of time it was taking for me to edit it. But make sure you guys check out the video and make sure you check out the actual song with Mouthpiece on it. He's one of the most uh, prolific rappers, lyricists that I have ever heard, not just in Christian rap, but period. The man can rap. He's anointed. Make sure you check out his music as well. So shout out to Mouthpiece. I love you, my brother, if, you, if you're listening. But listen, let's hop into the song Supremacy 2 featuring Mouthpiece. It's from my latest project, Paradigm Shift. No end to his reign, no end to his reign, no end to his reign. I told him, uh, major players won't submit in prayer. Like, why live for him when the world is theirs? It doesn't matter how much you accumulate. Cars, houses, with pools and lakes Investments growing, money flowing, influence great But no matter how great, it has an expiration date Like great estates can't assure your fate Only the blood of Christ can save us from a burning lake Whether king, president, mogul, or influencer Your income or title won't matter when death occurs Men viewed in the likes of deities will bow the knees And will confess Jesus is Lord of Lord and King of Kings He rules and reigns forever and ever through all time Don't have to wait for their reign to end for the sun to shine So in him we pose because he rose One day we'll sit on death's head pose and make a toast uh. No one's reign lasts forever, but only Jesus is timeless. It all decays, fades away, but only Jesus is timeless. He holds our days, He holds our future. Supremacy, supremacy, King of Kings, only yeah. Jesus yeah. is timeless. In a world full of made men, contracts, shake hands, blueprints, two cents opinions, creating wastelands. Basquiat graffiti for millions made with a spray can. Holly Selassie envisioned it, something sacred. Everybody trying to make it, compromising for a placement. Seeking for a high power in the theory of a spaceship. Idolatry philosophy is vivid, that is makeshift. Climbing up the ladder of success, trying to chase it. So close you can taste it, but never saw the rope that was adjacent meant to leave you hanging in your basement that supremacy is enmity energy a new form of Hennessy apart from Christ cursed like a Kennedy you feeling me nah you kidding me we all need a new 
form of identity to curve us from penalties and purge us from hidden seas like cell phones with hidden fees. Strike man's divinity. Christ reigns infinity. God. No one's reign lasts forever, but only Jesus is timeless. It all decays, fades away, but only Jesus is timeless. He holds our days, He holds our future. Supremacy, supremacy. King of kings, only Jesus is timeless. In Him we live, move, and have our being. Let us be covered in His blood when we see Him. Cause we make plans in advance Thinking tomorrow's promise But time is in his hands Planning retirements, vacays and graduations Concerts and parties But are you ready to face them? We know our plans can be stripped No disputing When the new norm is pandemics and mass shootings So my prayer is Lord come quick The days are evil Help us endure to the end Come get your people The dead in Christ rise first Let me paint the picture The bodies will be glorified This is not thriller Oh, men and women greater than the prime And Christ the dead rise stronger than Frankenstein God is love but also just in his rule At this point his enemies will be made his footstool No one's reign lasts forever But only Jesus is timeless It all decays, it'll pass away uh, Supremacy, no one's reign lasts forever But only Jesus is timeless So I want to hop right into it. I want to share this vlog of Lecrae sharing his thoughts on abortion. And and I want to I want to first start off by saying this. I understand that there are certain circumstances and and situations that lead people to believe that their only option is an abortion. But I truly believe that we as believers have to take God's word seriously. And if the Bible says that something is a sin, I think it's so important that we not reason with sin. We can empathize and hear me good when I say this. We can empathize with people's circumstances and situations without reasoning with sin. And I think it's important uh, for us to understand that Um, as it relates to abortion. um, I'm going to get into it more, but I want to play I want to play. His 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 recording of him sharing his views on abortion. But before I do that, I want to talk about what the Bible says. I want to always start off with the word in Proverbs, chapter six, verse 16 through 19. It says there, excuse me, there are six things that the Lord hates. Seven that are an abomination to him. In other words, they are just disgusting to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Abortion most definitely falls under that category. But he says the Lord 
is disgusted with hands that shed innocent blood. And then it goes on to say a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, false witness who breaths, who breathes out lies and one who sows discord among brothers. And so um, all throughout the scriptures, the Bible lets us know um, that murder is a sin. And I know there are debates on whether or not abortion is actually murder. And I just think that's silly. I think that's a demonic argument um, because if a warm, if a pregnant woman is murdered, she, um, the murderer will be charged with a double homicide because the law on one hand recognizes that, hey, two lives were taken. Yet on the other hand, when a woman wants to get an abortion, it's not viewed as murder. And so we see a double standard and, and truly our world needs the gospel. Um, our world is lost. And so before I go even further, I kind of want to just want you guys to hear Lecrae's perspective, because I believe many people share his perspective and many Christians share his perspective. And there there was some things that I, I agreed with and there was most definitely some things I disagreed with. And so I, I want I want you guys to hear Lecrae's perspective and then I'm going to come back and then kind of respond to a few points that he made. So here's Lecrae's position on abortion. And I do not own the rights to this recording. So today I want to talk about something extremely sensitive, extremely personal, and um, I'm going to try to tread lightly, but at the same time, be very honest. And uh, that's abortion. This is a very sensitive topic and it's sensitive for a lot of different reasons. Let me start by saying this. I'm not a woman. I can never uh, speak to what it's like to have to wrestle with the reality of my body, you know, dealing with the reality of an abortion. I can only speak as someone who has on one side pushed for my girlfriend to have an abortion and on the other side, somebody who has strong feelings um, as it pertains to the unborn. I have realized that in this political climate that oftentimes the narrative of voting for many believers, specifically evangelical Christians, narrows down to supporting the lives of the unborn. You know, what I would say about that is this. For me, um, I have a million reasons to be pro-life. Um, and when I say pro-life, I mean a million reasons to care for the unborn. Um, ultimately, I believe uh, what the scripture says, uh, that I knew you before you were formed in the womb, uh, what the scripture says about your God's workmanship created for things that he's pre-planned, uh, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I can go on and on for reasons why I believe um, that life is precious, that we should not just simply for the realities of our you know, social circumstances throw lives away. I've written songs about this, uh, Good, Bad, Ugly. I've sat down with Christian leaders uh, who are advocates for um, pro-life and pastors and there's interviews online if you look them up you know I have 
spent time um, working with pro-life advocates and supported um, many of their efforts. However, I do think that the pro-life movement is, um, is nuanced. And so everyone's not the same. Everyone is not outside of an abortion clinic protesting with graphic images. Um, there are pro-life organizations who focus on uh, counseling women, finding them uh, good uh, health care, working with them for adoption and things along those lines. Um, that is probably more where I fall in line. Um, I would want to see holistic care for young women who are processing the reality of having an abortion. And here's my personal reasons why. So I told you kind of some scriptural stuff. My personal reasons why is because as a young man, um, fresh out of my teens, you know, I was not financially stable. Um, I was dating a young woman, beautiful young woman. Um, both of us are not coming from, you know, well-off backgrounds. Uh, you know, she's coming from a single parent home. I historically was in a single parent home. Um, she lived in a disenfranchised, marginalized community. We didn't have the financial capabilities to take care of a child. We didn't know what this meant for our future. Um, also just realizing that we didn't know what we were doing and we didn't understand, you know, what this even looked like. Um, I was working at a call center, smoking cigarettes, trying to figure out what I was gonna do with my life. She, she didn't even have a job, she was in between jobs. So it wasn't a very healthy situation. And, and let me say this as well, it's not like we're coming from these nuclear, strong nuclear families who are like, we'll step in and help you take care of this child. Those were not even options for us. Um, and so we're now having to face a reality of, well, what does this mean? Does this mean welfare? What, what, what does this even look like? So we're looking at our social background. I mean, we, we literally had no way to take care of a child. You know, I, I ended up getting evicted later on uh, that year from my apartment. And so, you know, she ended up having to help her mom pay bills. And it, it was just a rough situation for us. No one, no advocates stepped forward to help us sort of navigate this. There were no organizations. It was just, we didn't know. We were just looking crazy. And so for that reason alone, we saw this as our only option. And, and that pains me to say that was our, our only option in our mind. Um, I think that's extremely sad, which is why I'm more passionate about engaging the environments that allow abortion to thrive in, right? If, if we are, I know some people say, hey, this is just a moral issue and that's all that it is. It's a moral issue, but it's also a social economic issue. It's also an issue of, of systemic oppression and marginalization. And if you don't address those issues, then you're not going to deal with, you know, what, ultimately allows abortion to thrive. What's up, y'all? This is me, Lecrae. Y'all want to go behind the scenes with me? Y'all want to hear the real conversations, the pain, the hurt, the struggle, all the truth being told and the tea being spilled? Then y'all need to hit that link below. Check out my Patreon page. It's going down. I say another way I look at it is this, and, and, and hear me on this. I know there's a million different arguments and a million different people who want to say, well, you don't know about this or you're not thinking about this or you're not thinking about this. I... I by no means am sitting here telling you I have this whole thing figured out. I'm telling you where I'm at today and why I believe the way I believe today and why lots of people believe the way they believe today. And if you're going to be 
angry at them or vehemently frustrated with them, you should at least take time to understand why they think the way that they think and maybe engage them relationally to help them process your perspective if you have an alternative perspective. But I say that to say this is, is that one, um, we didn't know any other options, N no clue. Two, we did not have the financial capability uh, to, to, to move forward. We did not have the family support to, uh, to move forward. We didn't even know there were other realities. And so you've got to deal with that that's the circumstance in many cases. And, and then now you're, you're also bringing on compounded issues, right? So you're talking about communities and individuals where a brother has just been killed over senseless violence. Um, a mother may be sick and living on, you know, Medicaid. Um, and there's, there's PTSD going on in your world because of maybe some of the things that you've encountered or, or seen. Uh, the child's father, you know, may be incarcerated for different reasons. There's so many circumstances that come into play and you're saying, hey, don't terminate the life of the child. Well, you got to remember that there's all these different issues coming into play for certain individuals that no one is addressing. So what I personally believe is that when you begin to address some of those situations and those circumstances, when you begin to say, hey, listen, here's health care for you so you can now take care of a baby. You know how much a doctor bill for birth and that's another conversation when you begin to address all these 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 barriers then you you begin to put in the minds of individuals that hey this is doable you begin to present them with options and some of us will say well let's just make it illegal murder's illegal still happens every day still happens every day should it be illegal yes murder should be illegal but what i'm telling you is that if you make murder illegal as we've seen it doesn't mean murder stops and so sure, it may be the right thing to do to advocate for the end of murder, but that does not absolve the problem. It doesn't make the problem go away. You still have individuals and circumstances where murder thrives, right? So what I'm saying is, what are you gonna do about the environments that allow this to continue? And for me, I wanna see those environments change. I come from those environments. I've, I work and serve in those environments. And if you just outlaw something, I know for a fact, that's not going to be the solution. Not to say you don't outlaw it, but to say, are we thinking critically about what it really looks like to tackle this? Um, and so that would be my, you know, mini soapbox on where I'm coming from as it pertains to abortion. Y'all love people, think critically, uh, women. And I didn't even mention the fact that some women, their lives are literally on the line. What do they do in that particular situation? What would you have a woman do if her life is on the line uh, going into labor and she's got to choose between her life and the child's life. That's a whole different conversation. So I'm just saying, are we thinking critically about all this stuff? And Hey, if you find some holes in what I've said, feel free to address them. You ain't got to attack me. I ain't attacking you. You don't got to attack people who think like I do. We ain't attacking you. And, uh, that's all I'm saying. Much love to y'all. God bless. Okay. So that was Lecrae's views on, on abortion. And he starts off in the video starts off by saying I am not a woman I can never wrestle with the reality of my body dealing with the reality of having an abortion like I don't know <laughs> if I could be honest I I hate when I hear people say this because there's this notion that just because 
you're not a woman or I'm not a woman that I can't have a say on whether or not abortion is right or wrong. I mean, this is what the world says to silence men and women from defending the unborn. And 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 from statements like, hey, I'm not a woman, so I can never understand. From that school of thought comes my body, my choice. And so I think is I think we as Christians have to be careful when we begin to say things like that and begin to prescribe to that school of thought, because I don't believe that school of thought is biblical at all. You mean to tell me just because I'm not a woman, I can't have a say on whether or not it's OK for a woman to get abortion or not? Come on now. I. I thought it was a man's job to protect not just women, but to protect children. One of the one of the jobs of a man is to protect women and children. Oh, but when it comes to abortion, man, be quiet. You, you, you don't have a say because you don't know what it is to be a woman. And when you really be, begin to think about that that argument all it was funny about the the in the pro-choice argument and I don't want to make it political because for me this this is not a political issue for me this is a unrighteous versus righteousness issue for me this is a moral issue for me and so and so I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a Christian. I'm a kingdom citizen. And so for me, it is a matter of what does God say about this stuff? And so I, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't like that school of thought. And so he starts off by saying, I'm not a woman. I can never wrestle with the reality of my body, dealing with the reality of having an abortion. But he he goes on to mention that he can only speak from the side of someone who had pushed his girlfriend to have an abortion. And as someone who has strong feelings for the unborn. And so Lecrae, he goes on to to begin to talk about how he is pro-life, how he has supported pro-life organizations. Um, I don't like how he painted a negative picture of conservatives and Christians who stand out of the abort outside of the abortion clinic. He painted, I believe he painted with a broad brush and made, made every Christian who stands out of an abortion clinic with pictures and signs out to be evil in a sense or unloving I should say and I don't and, and I know plenty of Christians personally who have gone and evangelized and stood outside of the abortion clinics and pleaded with with men and women not to abort their child from a place of love from a place of compassion um, so I don't think we should paint with a broad brush or anything like that. But he goes on to talk about how he supported uh, pro-life organizations. And then he goes on how he to say how he would like to see holistic solutions to help women wanting to have an abortion. 
Um, he mentions biblical reasons why life is valuable. Um, and I think where it took a turn, a bad turn, in my opinion, is on one hand, he talks about biblical reasons for why life is valuable. And then he says, however, and then he begins to share his story on why he had an abortion, why he and his girlfriend at that time had an abortion. And he began and was and hear me good. He begins to he begins to. And the reason why I'm pointing out, highlighting the Lecrae interview is because I know there are many people who think like this, not just non-Christians, but Christians as well, where we begin to, re, in a sense, kind of reason with something like abortion based off of a person's circumstances. Um, and so it's like on one hand, yes, yeah, a sin. But on the other hand, I also understand why people do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that is dangerous. Um, but he goes on to say um, in his story why he had an abortion. And he said things like we didn't have the financial capabilities to take care of a child. He mentions not coming from a strong nuclear family who would help. And um, he says something along the lines. We literally had no way to take care of the child. There were no advocates to help. And listen, everything when he started talking about that, you know what it made me think of? I'm 35 years old. You know what it made me think of? My my parents and my grandparents, or should I say our parents and our grandparents? For many of us, our parents and our grandparents, probably mainly our grandparents, for some for many of us, were were poor. Many of them aren't weren't far removed from slavery. <laughs> to be honest, they grew up poor. They didn't have anything, but they weren't aborting their children. They they didn't know how they were going to take care of their children, but they didn't abort their children. They sacrificed. They did things, whatever it took to provide for their children. They put their children, get this, they put their children before themselves. And so I don't think abortion really became a, um, a strong thing in the black community until it became suggested as a good thing or suggested as a solution to our social economical issues and plight. And if I be real, most a lot of people who, who get abortions they do it out of convenience because many of these people who are who are getting abortions they'll be the first ones with the PS5 <laughs> they'll be the first one with the new Jordans they'll be the first one with the Gucci bag or Gucci belt um and and, and here here's the reality some of some of these individuals and I'm not trying to sound heartless right now I'm just stating facts right now some of these individuals will be in poverty but they'll find a way to get things that they want and and something that I've learned is that is one thing I've learned as as a leader is that people do what they want to do 
They do what they want to do. And so all of the reasons that Lecrae mentioned, even though that may have been his reality and his mindset, maybe he thought that he didn't have no other options, but the reality is that was a lie. Um, and that's a lie for many people who are getting abortions. And I and I and, and listen, I'll use my father, for example, my my dad. And I've shared this with this testimony before. My dad was conceived through rape. According to to today's society, because people use um, these type of excuses for why it should be okay for a woman to abort her child, they'll say things like, well, the child isn't going to grow up in a loving home or the child is going to grow up in extreme hard conditions. The family doesn't have any means to take care of the child. And so um, the child is going to have a horrible upbringing. And really what what we're doing when we start saying things like that is we're trying to position ourselves as God. And some of us will say, no, I'm not. But the reality is life. God, it is God who gives life. It is God who has the authority to take life. And so when we anytime we think it's OK for us to determine who should live and who shouldn't live. We're trying to play God. And so when I look at my dad's situation, my dad grew up in extreme poverty. He was conceived through rape. And according to present day standards, my dad would have been the perfect candidate to be aborted. Would have been the perfect candidate to be aborted. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was he was conceived through rape and, and not to mention Abortions as a result of rape, this is just a sidebar, abortions as a result of rape only make up 1% of abortions. And so for people who say, oh, what about the women who are being raped? Yeah, that's terrible. That That's a terrible situation. But the reality is that baby is a separate human being. That baby is didn't have a say in how he was he or she was conceived and that baby regardless of the horrific nature that caused he or she to be conceived he or she is made in the image of God and that's not me to 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 but belittle the reality of rape and the horrific nature of rape it's horrible and the rapist should be judged according to the law. But nevertheless, my dad was conceived through rape. He was the perfect candidate for abortion. Right. But my grandmother gives birth to my father. What if my father wouldn't would have been aborted? I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be listening to this show. My dad would have never the world would have never saw my dad become a, a, a firefighter and save countless lives. The world would have never saw my dad become the chief of the fire department. The world would have never saw my dad become a mentor and a minister to to many 
and raise a beautiful family. The world would not have saw these things if if someone stepped in and tried to play God and say, hey, hey, Marianne Parker, because you're so poor and you were and, and, and the baby was you're, you were impregnated by way of rape. You, you should just abort the child because you don't have any money. You're dirt poor. But no. Abort. And listen, I don't even know. I don't I don't even know if abortion was even an option with my grandmother. I'm just grateful that she actually had my father. And out of out of muck and mire, out of dirt, God produced a diamond. And that's what God does. He he takes horrific situations, situations where we don't see a masterpiece and he makes a masterpiece out of it. And so staying even in the vein of my father, like because, you know, talking about social economical issues, um, Lecrae made a point that he 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 wants to really look at dealing with the environments that allow abortion to thrive. And I really I really believe that one of the reasons why abortion thrives is because of systemic racism. Uh, When you look at um, people like Margaret Sanger, who hated black people, who was very strategic in putting Planned Parenthood in predominantly black neighborhoods. And even when you look even today, 70 percent of Planned Parenthoods are in low income black neighborhoods. And so even to this day, her mission is ringing true today. Um, Around 1700 black babies are aborted every day. And so this is a this is a genocide issue as well. And it wasn't until black preachers and this is just a quick side note. It wasn't until black preachers begin to get in on abortion and okay it that it had it began to come into the community and it it was all strategic by the enemy this stuff is demonic y'all it's not okay and so when i look at my father like when we talk about social economic struggles listen i don't want to be offensive but when i hear lecrae's interview a lot of the responses that he gives and reasons he gives for abortion, a lot of it is it's just a matter of, man, we have to know what it means to be a man. My dad taught me how to be a man. I watched. There was times growing up when my family was struggling, like even as my father was a um, a firefighter, you know, Uh, We went we still went through some hard times. My dad was raising four kids and we were all playing sports. We had different expenses, you know, and my parent, my dad wasn't always educated on money. And so you had credit, you know, you had you had different expenses. And so we we hit some rough patches at different times. And I watched my dad as a sergeant and a lieutenant. In the in the Detroit, y'all got to understand this, because sometimes a lot of this has to do with people's inability to just humble themselves. 
as we begin to struggle, and, and I just want to paint the picture for you guys. The Detroit Fire Department is one of the most prestigious fire departments, not just in the United States of America, but in the world because of the amount of education they have in uh, putting out fires, the amount of action that they get in the fire department. The Detroit Fire Department sees a lot of fires. Uh, they get a lot of experience. It's viewed as a as a as a very prestigious a fire department. And so for my dad, when we hit financial issues as I was growing up, my, I believe my dad was like a sergeant and a lieutenant. You know what my dad did? He went out and got a second job. He he went out and he did uh, security at one of the malls. So he would work 24 hours at the fire department and then come home and go to his second job. <clears throat> he also picked up another second job after he left the mall and, and he did security at Home Depot. And so my dad swallowed his pride. You know, could you imagine being a lieutenant or a sergeant in the fire department? And as you're at the mall, your 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 um, your the people that you supervise see you at the mall working as a police officer for the mall or working as security for Home Depot. And, and I, I respect my dad so much for doing that. I respect my dad and what I admire about my father is he didn't care what people thought. Long as he was get this long as he was taking care of his family. My dad took more pride in taking care of his family and making sure that we were fed and clothed and we had shelter and heat and lights. He took more pride in that than what other people thought about him. And so I watched my dad for a, a short period of time humble himself and go get a second job, even though he had authority in the fire department. He could have been pro he could have refused to swallow his pride and be like, man, I'm a firefighter, man. I don't want nobody to see me working a second job. And, you know, people are going to know that we're struggling. It didn't matter. And so I'm saying all this to say this. Killing a child should never be the solution. And I understand that some people based off of their circumstances, their environment, which cultivates and shapes the way they think. I understand some people literally believe that abortion is their only option. But just because that that is their reality does not mean that we as believers have to reason with the sin. We as Christians what I would have liked to have heard personally with Lecrae's um, vlog and his perspective on abortion is him finish out what he was saying by saying something along the lines of, yes, I had an abortion and this is why, because I thought this was the only option, but I was wrong. I was wrong. It's not OK. Um, but but sometimes I feel like we as Christians, we care so much. And, and I'm and listen, sometimes I feel like we 
we we water down things and sugarcoat things sometimes and even play both sides of the fence to try to appease the church and the world because we don't want to we don't want to upset anybody. We don't want to we don't want to lose our followings. We don't want to lose our influence. And so sometimes I believe that we play both sides of the fence instead of just standing firm on the word of God. There is a way for us to stand on the word of God and still love people and still show people compassion and and point people in the direction of resources and things of that nature. I'm going to read this scripture that really has been ministering to me in the midst of controversial topics like this. It says first Corinthians chapter three, verse 19, it says for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God for it is written he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. We as we as Christians have to take what we're hearing and make sure we filter it through the word of God. I mean, that's the whole theme of this show. Where the culture meets scripture is not where scripture meets the culture. No, as Christians, our standard has to be the word of God. Some of us don't think that the word of God has the ability to speak to the complexity of the issues of today because we're not reading our words. We're recycling the same five scriptures that we've heard in church our whole life. But we're not digging deeper in the word to see how the Bible speaks to every area of our life. And and one thing I did agree with Lecrae on is how we as Christians should be given resources. Um, I think it's so important that we as Christians give to the poor. We I think it's so important that we as Christians not just stand up and say, oh, abortion is a sin. But I think it's important that we be proactive in helping people know that we care and getting them the resources that they need if 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 needed. And also letting them know that, hey, abortion isn't an option. You this you don't don't you don't have to listen to the world that says, hey, if if life is hard for you and this is an inconvenience for you, it's okay for you to abort a baby. It's we listen. The Bible says this in, in, in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17. It says, whoever is generous to the poor, whoever lends, whoever gives to the poor lends to the Lord. And he will repay him for his deed. Now, a lot of times when we read that scripture, he that um, gives to the poor lends to the Lord. A lot of times we think of a poor of poor as in just terms of finance being financially poor. But when the Bible, a lot of times when it talks about uh, people being poor, it's not just talking about financial, but it's also talking about people who are poor in spirit, people who are, who, who are hopeless, people who 
are um, bound by fear, bound by depression, people who don't see a way out of their present situation. We have to give hope to people while not making an excuse for their sins. Because the reason why we don't make an excuse for people's sins is because we have the cure for their sins. And his name is Jesus. It's time for us as the church to get back to the Bible. It's time for us to get back to the gospel. Many of us have been on a diet of motivational preaching far too long. We've heard the messages about your season, your time, your blessing is coming. And we've gotten so fat on those type of messages that we don't even know the gospel anymore. We don't even know how to apply the gospel of Jesus Christ to the issues that we see every day. The issues that are bombarding us in, in on our timelines, on our phones, on our TV screens. And so now we don't even know how to think like Christians because we're giving our attention to two to so many other things. And the Bible um, in our life just becomes another book. It doesn't become the book that orchestrates our life. It doesn't become the book that guides us and 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 um, controls our moral compass. And so we as believers, we have to stand for righteousness. We have to stand for truth. Now is not the time to get away from sound doctrine. Many of us are seeing people fall on the wayside, the left and the right. And I'm going to talk about this in the next episode. Um, evil unity. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about evil unity and how there is a form of, of, of a lot of times when we think of lukewarm, what it means to be lukewarm, we think it's just a person who identifies as a as a Christian who makes excuses for sin or 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 isn't willing to cause sin sin. But there's I believe there's more than one way to be lukewarm. I believe there's a version of lukewarm Christians who actually who will actually cause sin sin. But in the process of them calling sin sin, they find a way to dumb down the, real, the the seriousness of sin and the consequences of sin. They find a way to reason with sin and put sin on certain scales of, oh, it's not that bad. They paint grace as a license to sin, as a, as a get out of hell free card. You don't have to change your lifestyle. You don't have to truly repent because grace will cover you. And as a result of this lukewarm Christianity, many people, many people who profess the name of Jesus have begun to embrace universalism. Oh, we're going to talk about it next week. We're going to talk about how um, God's goal isn't God's ultimate goal isn't unity. But it's righteousness. <laughs> we go get into it next week. But listen, I want you guys to subscribe to the show. 
Um, go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Check out the new uh, video, Supremacy 2. Uh, check out the merch. I just released some new merch. Um, you can get it for some Christmas gifts. Christmas is right around the corner. Uh, leave your prayer requests. Listen, I, w- I want to hear from you guys. If you have any questions about anything you've heard on the show, um, any suggestions, you can go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Listen, I love you guys. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meets scripture. <laughs>